friends. Welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck Are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and maybe, just maybe, get a little high. I am the one and only Mantis Boggin, and if you're listening to this, thanks for sticking with us. I appreciate it, and I love you. And I'm Brianna. The Quack Attack is back. Yeah, we back. <laughs> and today we'll be watching the 2021... American holiday comedy film, 8-Bit Crisp. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and myself will talk about our expectations and discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. Uh, you can catch me back on Doflix. We back over there, too. Just dropped an episode last week, and we'll be dropping an episode on Monday. Very excited to be uh, back over there. I also just want to say I appreciate Brianna and Max bearing with me uh, and their patience. It's been a been a bit of a journey you can hear about that on dopeflix i will give the rundown i'm not going to do it here it's uh, there's a place in the time uh shout out to savannah georgia though because in the amount of time that we've been away they've downloaded 68 episodes and that's what? I, yeah that's way too many i don't know what's going on <laughs> that must have been a mistake uh and anyone who is anyone who's downloading that many episodes has a has a bit of a problem but i i'm okay with it uh, I just I appreciate everybody who's listening to this right now because it means you've you've been waiting in 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 in, in anticipation. Uh, thank you for coming back during this little hiatus. Brianna, how have you been? You been okay? You a good bagel girl? You a bagel girl now? Bagel I woman? I am. My uh, bagel lady. My 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 body is gonna be made by bagels one day. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be like the Stay Puft man, but just bagel rings. Pretty much. I feel like that now. Like when I look all lumpy when I put my clothes on because I'm just made of bagels. Brown is a bit. And I smell like garlic constantly. <laughs> oh. Well some that you're you sound like the right match for for just like the right person. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> someone who really loves garlic and bagels is gonna be like, Whoa, this girl's the right one for me. Garlic bagels and like corn. Corn. Oh, that's a okay. Well tidbits. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the movie of the night is 8-Bit Christmas. Based on the novel of the same name, the the screenplay is written by the man who wrote the book, Kevin Jukabowski, I think. That's how, that's how, it doesn't really matter, but he also wrote a bunch of episodes of Bizardvark, the starring Jake Paul, uh, and one episode of Brickleberry. Brianna, do you remember Brickleberry? I did. I actually watched it when it first came on um, the TV. <laughs> yeah, yes yes the television that was in 2013 or something like that. yeah i kind of because i was having like a big tosh like moment and then i just remember never yes. watching it again and i've been perfectly fine without it that takes me back it was like okay for one season probably did does not age well at all uh shout out tyler jones though he loved that show so the characters are just like weird i couldn't really like get into any of them no, very bizarre. Go check out a, an episode of Brickleberry if you've never seen it. It's a really weird show. But okay, but not not as weird as uh, Drawn Together. That was a good show. Go check that out. Even better. Um, 8-Bit Christmas, though, is directed by Michael Douse, who directed the Fubar trilogy. Uh, he directed Goon, and he directed Stuber, which I don't really remember seeing, and if I did... Uh, well, then, I remember seeing like there you go. it on my TV, but I never remember watching it. Well, I feel like why wouldn't I watch that? I love Batista and Kumo. 
Um, he also directed Take Me Home Tonight, which is a movie that I remember buying the DVD for so I could see it. What's that about? <laughs> what is that? It has, um, has Topher Grace and Anna Faris, oh, and I think they play, like, maybe brother and sister or something, but it's, like, set in the 80s. This guy's got, like, a big thing for the 80s. Um, it's set in the 80s, and it's just, like, a weird, we tried to, like, make an 80s movie not in the 80s and it was a little a little lame that's weird speaking of anna faris i saw i watched just friends uh over the last couple weeks with my girlfriend and she's just the best part of that movie she's so funny she in that movie anna faris yes she's the pop star oh yeah she is so good so good it's because she's a great actress. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> Good for you, Brianna. 8-Bit Christmas <clears throat> does not star Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Anna Faris. It stars Niall. Neil. Neil Patrick Harris. Steve Zahn. And <laughs> June Diane Raphael, who plays quote-unquote Anne at the bar in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> she's the she's the fourth build person in this movie. <laughs> what else is she in? That's her top fucking credit on IMDb. <laughs> I mean, I don't is have. Is it really? Yeah, I don't have an IMDb credit. I saw, I, but I just think that's fucking hysterical. <laughs> Oh, poor June. Oh, poor June. And it also stars David Cross. I don't think it stars David Cross, but I think he's in it. Uh, Principal photography (laughs) began on this in March of 2021. uh, And it only probably took like three days or something. I don't really know. Uh, I feel like this is the first movie that started in 2021, though, Brianna, that we've covered, right? Like all others pre or during Heat of the Panty. Yo, when I was reading when it was... When it started, I was like, oh, it started last year during the pandemic. And then I was like, no, it was actually like this past March. Yeah. So apparently movies can just fly right out of there. No big deal. Yeah, they just fly out of the chute. It does. It takes longer to make a baby than it does a movie. How long does it take to make a baby? How do you make babies? I mean, Where do babies come from? Well, we'll talk after the show. Okay. I'll, yeah, that's, I'll let Katie explain. Um. Okay. At the time of this recording, uh, 8-Bit Christmas has a 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb based on 6.5 thousand reviews. It has a 77% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes based on 22 reviews and a 75% audience score based on more than 100 plus ratings. So 22 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I feel like that's like, like, really? Like only 22 critics? So it's on HBO Max. Like, what do you? What else? What, what's going on? Critics have other things to watch. I guess. Like, uh, yeah. Well, that's side story. It makes sense because I couldn't find a readily available Metacritic score, but it does have a three out of five on the Common Sense Media, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which hopefully it means there's some a little bit of cursing because a three out of five that's not great. It's okay. This is like my, that's what uh, maybe kind of gritty, like a gritty take on Christmas. <laughs> I want a one out of five. One out of five. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) No, I forgot to mention, though, that the hogs hated this thing. 68% 
of Google users liked this movie? I honestly, I watched the trailer for it last night when I was doing my research, or like this morning, whatever you want to call it, I'm all messed up. But it doesn't look <laughs> fantastic to me. Well, I was just like, I was just going to ask you your take, so give it to me, yeah. It doesn't look fantastic to me, but the story itself is very interesting, and the fact that it's based on a real story is like, okay, and a that's book. cool. Like, yeah, there's like, there's at least some like material behind it definitely reminded me of that uh that long lost video on the internet of that kid getting the n64 and him just like absolutely freaking out and like i feel that so hopefully it'll stir up some nostalgia for like presents that i dreamed of when i was younger and that i got and that i was like oh my gosh yeah i'm riding high on the nostalgia factor i think that that's gonna be the the real real like determining factor in this movie it also reminds me of that episode of south park where it's black friday and they they have to decide if they want the xbox or the 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 ps4 (laughs) so um, oh nothing will ever be more difficult than that decision (laughs) so i hope it's i hope it's not too much like that how are you feeling about this i like neil patrick harris and i like christmas movies and this is a new christmas movie and i like watching new christmas movies and I like Christmas movies with Neil Patrick Harris in them. And I like I like June Diane Raphael. She's always been a favorite since I saw her as Anne at the bar and forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> I totally forget that like entire movie. <laughs> That's not a bad movie. Uh, it's not a bad Jason movie. I just, like, I just don't that. see it. It's that's like that's worth a that's worth a rewatch. No, I yeah, I think I'm, I'm like I'm like meh. Uh you got any tidbits? Before we get into it? No, there there tragically wasn't too much to find on the internet about this. Um, my biggest thing, my biggest takeaway after the trailer kind of fizzling out for me was that they think the kid that plays young Neil Patrick Harris grows up to be Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I didn't even mention him in the starring because it's, it's like... Winslow f***. <laughs> Whoa, those, you can't say that you can't say that i'm gonna bleep that out you gotta bleep that out yeah but that's the kid's name and when i see him i'm like mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right neil patrick harris harris is very handsome and maybe this kid will just grow into it i don't know whoa brianna's calling a kid ugly everybody <laughs> grab your bongs and your bowls and your dab rigs and your pens and your water bottles and your tinctures and your coal Listen, department Jonah numbers. Hill wasn't <laughs> a smoke show when he was younger but and he turned three, out to be quite the smoke show two one we're back oh, from watching the weird great value sandlot christmas story knockoff movie Brianna, what did you what did you think about Eight Bit Christmas? It was a little bit like a Christmas story meets the Sandlot. <laughs> you don't meets. say. You don't say. Um, you know, I really don't know if I liked it or not. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I feel the same way, and I feel like that's just because like I was content with the film and what with what it gave me, but I didn't really enjoy like overly enjoy like i didn't think it was like a great movie but i was like yeah it was, it's like kind of it kind of hit the notes for me you know it was it was christmas it was 
Uh, it was nostalgia. I, I still feel like maybe, you know, we talked about this while we were watching it. Like, I'm not too, too sure who the movie's for. I feel like even I'm 10 years younger than the demographic because, like, the nostalgia didn't hit me, like, right in the feels. Uh, to be honest with you, I... I actually got a lot more feeling out of this Wayfair commercial I watched today about an old man trying to celebrate Christmas, this first Christmas without his wife, and that kind of threw me through a loop. But I don't know, I didn't get overly emotional in this movie. I didn't, those like awe moments weren't really hitting it for me. Like even at the end there, I, you know, I, I didn't I didn't feel too much about it. I, what would you think about the overall beats? that were put out there i mean we were definitely too like 10 years too young for it because we weren't around like when nintendo first came out like yes we were we had access to it but it wasn't like a wow this is so cool like no one's ever had a video game like this in their house it was just like pong yeah no i mean like well (laughs) i I, growing up i feel like video games were just video games like i had i just had a i had a sega like that's what i know like i I was born and i had a sega like i don't know what to say like (laughs) you're born holding the sega yeah i had a sega came out of there with it with a genesis actually it was a saturn i think um but no i mean like it's the thing is like it was and some of these takes are uh via my girlfriend she gave me she gave me some good hot takes here i'm not gonna not going to differentiate they're just going to come from one hive mind um but you know good themes like good nostalgic like kind of snow day movie kind of vibes you know like it hit the right notes i feel like it was it looked good like it gave me it gave me that exact look i was look i wanted it it gave me full christmas feels it was shot really well the art direction looked great but the plot was just not fantastic. I feel like it was all over the place. You know, I mentioned Sandlot. You know, we both mentioned Sandlot kind of Christmas story. But, like, really, it was like four movies rolled into one. The ending was just, like, they just closed up. There was no loose ends, but they just fucking, like, there was, like, six things they had to close up. Yeah, but even in the Sandlot, there was way more. There was a whole baseball team of kids, and I remember them more than I remember, like, the five or six kids in this movie. Oh, Like, God. right off the bat, they introduced the entire, like, crew to you, and it was, like, Ocean's Eleven. I was like, who are all these people? Far too many characters <laughs> right off the jump. But, yeah, it was that was a little bit of a, like, oh, what? What am I doing? Where are we going? I thought there was just this one kid looking for this Nintendo. Apparently, it's hard to, like you know relate to people that have more than one friend so i just don't know Maybe that was <laughs> <laughs> well okay uh, in the very beginning of the movie when the kid with the nintendo was like having kids over and there was like 50 60 kids outside, <laughs> outside there was the entire house. elementary school there yeah i wonder if it was really like that when like not like that but you know when if you were in sixth grade when the nintendo entertainment system came out if the first kid in town got a Nintendo, was that like, holy shit, like, Ben has a Nintendo. What the fuck? That's crazy. I imagine it being like that. I don't imagine, like, there being 50 or 60 kids, but I imagine at least, like, 10 standing out there, like, hey, Ben, like, yeah, what's up, yeah, what's dude? Up? Like, you remember want... we were friends in, like, kindergarten? <laughs> yeah. You want to hang out now, my man? Well, <laughs> you know, a lot, of, a lot of setup in the beginning, and I feel like that's what made the second act drag a bit. There was a lot of people being set up. In the first act, a lot of things happening, a lot of story being concocted. It, 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 the movie 
it dragged a little bit, but it didn't drag enough for me to like veer off and go on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like I was still in it. Yeah, me too. It was only an hour and a half. Um, it's just that this, the second act had a lot to, there's a lot of payoff that needed to happen. Uh, a lot of like, a lot of story that needed to, to kind of like get cir- cycled through and they did, but like you said, like they didn't, they didn't really, they didn't really dive deep into a lot of the characters because there were so many and there were so many stories. So like you didn't really get a good, a good look into the kids lives like you just it was really surface level yeah i didn't neil patrick harris's young neil patrick harris's friends you just know the basic tidbits about them and not really like who they are so there's not really much to them like while you're watching it and i I don't know like at the end when one of the characters is not there anymore i don't feel too much because i feel like they didn't set them up well enough the kids at the beginning when they were all introduced like their names and like their specialties they all made like they only introduced enough to where at the end like you see like oh that's why they explained it at the beginning if they even explained it like that's why they mentioned it at the beginning yep so it's like oh okay like i guess that's cool but yeah the character missing at the end there was definitely, like, a hint to it at the beginning that you don't pick up until the end, and you're like, oh. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, you're like, okay. Um, <laughs> I have some oh. I have some issues with the ending as a whole that I will get into in a minute, but... <laughs> but I have some issues with the entire, like, stupid. movie subliminal messaging to me. <laughs> oh, I don't... Yeah, I don't like the... I hate the... the a lot of morals. A lot of morality... I don't like that. I don't like the fucking meaning of Christmas bullshit. I thought that was super weird to shoehorn. Who was this movie for? Was it for children or was it for 40-year-olds? Like, there was no clear... They didn't swear in it. They made a really... like they, oh, they really made a tr- very adamant yeah, point. Yes, to not, not swear not even it. saying, like, gosh darn it. They say, God bless it or something. Yeah, God bless it. <laughs> Heck, like, the whole deal, like... Uh, there was Not a whole. My mother says that. There was a whole bit about getting around the word "fuck." Uh, which is this movie rated PG thirteen or PG? I don't even know. It has to be. I don't know. There's there's a bit of violence in it. it ha- if you ask me, it has to be PG because they would have said "fuck" at least once if uh, if it was PG thirteen. They get away. With I could understand where they wouldn't say "fuck," but there's a point where like. The kid says shut up and like I didn't grow I grew up not saying shut up and I remember when I said it at my friend's house I got in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Cause I said shut up to her little brother, but it was well deserved shut up if you ask me. But they didn't even say shut up. Like the little girl was like, You said shut up, that was a, a bad word. And it's like that's a phrase, first of all, it's not a word. Um <laughs> it's two. And they were just like, You can't say shut up, you can't say Gosh darn it! And they definitely weren't dropping f bombs for oh, sure. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the kids were good though. I thought that they were like I thought they were fine. You know, it's it's tough to get good kid actors. I just watched the first episode of Hawkeye the other day, uh, and the very first scene, uh, you see a, a young H- Haley Steinfeld. Uh, she's like a, you know like the seven year old version of her, and that actor mm-hmm. she was terrible. Like she was, she was on screen for like four minutes, and it was just, 
it was god awful <laughs> acting. So these kids were like pretty good. I thought they were all right. It was just that it was like four movies rolled into one, and they just it was all over the fucking place. I'll take it honestly. I'm being honest. I will take it because it is a new Christmas movie. I will always take a new Christmas movie, especially when it's clearly been produced well. Like this is a well produced Christmas movie. It looked good. That's what you said about Halloween movies. You were like, I'll always take a new Halloween it's movie. It's just yeah, man. I mean, come on, like. <laughs> Listen, I liked this better than I liked Fat Man. <gasps> I liked Fat Man. <laughs> yeah, but wasn't this better? Like it was shot it was I'm, it was well, shot better. Like it looked better. It gave you more Yeah, Fat Man looked a little like I was shot on an iPhone. Yeah, but... like Fat Man was clearly like an independent film. This was made by New Line and Warner Brothers. Like there was money poured into this. Neil Patrick well, Harris. It has, oh. N- it has NPH in it. And June Diane yeah. Raphael. <laughs> and, and at the bar. <laughs> She's famous. She was fantastic okay? in this. Real great. She, she was funny. There was definitely funny parts that like you could relate to as an adult, but as a kid, like I feel like a lot of this would have gone over my head. Well, I tell you, in, she, in the year 2021, she played a hot 80-year-old. <laughs> she was <laughs> they literally just put a wig on her. Yeah, they just put a gray wig on her and didn't do anything else. Like what? <laughs> she looked like a looked like a 40-year-old woman with gray hair. <laughs> You're supposed to be like 85. This was like 1984. What are you doing? Um, but Neil Patrick Harris did a great job of the voiceover, right? That just makes sense. He is a great voiceover. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, popcorn bag score, Brianna. What are you giving it? I'm giving Eight Bit Christmas. Uh. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay just say it it's gonna be giving it like a 27 out of (gasps) oh wow no okay no 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 no. i was no 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 no, no. i'm i'm giving it a 27 as well yeah because it was it was it was i got half pitched for it yeah yeah and uh like i'll take it it's good enough it's not i'm recommending it are you recommending it it's on yeah. H- it's on HBO Max. It's a new Christmas movie. Like if you're look like how many how often do new Christmas movies come out with 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 uh big name actors that are actually produced with a lot of money? Like that's like this is just go check it out. Like this is What other Christmas movie has Anne from the Bar? <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I um I didn't see the new Home Alone that Disney came out with Home Alone. Mm-hmm. I, no, not, this, not alone this or is definitely better this than that. This definitely looks way better. Yeah, 100%. So are you recommending it, though? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't rush and, like, you know, order HBO Max for this, if that's what you do with HBO Max. But if you have it and you got it or you got, like, your friend's password, definitely check it out. And if you're um, a Christmas movie simp and you don't, like, dude hallmark movies i don't watch hallmark movies like i'm not that much of a christmas movie sim but like uh you know if you love christmas go watch this fucking thing it definitely had some parts that i like lol that for sure so yeah which we know. we can get into in the spoiler zone might be more appropriate to watch this as a christmas movie than other older christmas movies that haven't aged well favorite parts least favorite parts brianna Hit me off with your favorite parts, please. Favorite parts. There's a kid that looks like Alice and Janney. <laughs> <laughs> he also looks like the kid from Little Giants. 
with the glasses. A little bit, yeah. It's weird. This whole movie, there's people that look like the little kids look like other kids that we've seen in movies. Like there's a big, uh, there's a big twenty year old kid, and he kind of looks like the big twenty year old kid from Heavyweights, and it was very weird to see that. There's a little like pudgy boy that kind of looks like another pudgy boy in like another kid's movie but like i know they're not the same because it was like 10 years ago and the kids obviously age so it's just very weird but allison jandy kid was my favorite kid other than uh letterman jacket kid that's about as deep as their names got for me (laughs) (laughs) that's all you need i got i i got a i got one kid in my least favorite parts that i'll talk about in a bit um <laughs> you're you're really gonna have to navigate me through these favorite parts though because i didn't write anything down because nothing stood out like like i like i just gave you a lot of the stuff that i enjoyed but specifically i can't think of any scenes that stood out oh you know what now that i'm saying it i loved the bully i thought that was hilarious oh doyle Do- yeah no 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 <laughs> doyle was the that's from fucking billy madison <laughs> his name was like jagorski yeah it was like garofalo or something J- no <laughs> Jagorski, he probably doesn't celebrate Christmas. Yeah, that's why Cho- he's so bitter. I think his name was Cho Jagorski. <laughs> <laughs> but there was the one specific part where he was in the <clears throat> he was in the playground. He was like a nineteen year old, and he was in fifth grade, uh, and he was in the playground playing King of the Mountain, and he stood on a snowbank, and all the little kids ran up to him, and he would just push them off the snowbank. I really liked that. <laughs> that gave me like I was like. Ah, Did you ever play that game? Yeah, I definitely would. I, I definitely played that game. Um, I was definitely not the king of the mountain at any point in time. Uh, no, no, no. So, but I, I definitely loved getting shoved down the the snow mountain. Always good time getting shoved around as a as a ten year old. Is it? Uh, I don't recall it being that well, great. Well, sometimes you just gotta you gotta pretend like you like it. Okay. <laughs> what about you? Got other favorite parts? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, outside of the Alice and Janney kid, there was the part where Alice and Janney's kid character, uh, was like projectile vomiting <laughs> spaghettios <laughs> multiple Dude, times. It like fruit punch. It was. It was so red. It was so gross. <laughs> It actually looked like SpaghettiOs, though, that they just shot out of, like, a, a fire hose. <laughs> oh, um, speaking of bloody, the dog. The fucking dog oh, that got squ- gets squished by the TV. That's one of my favorite parts. <laughs> that was though. good. That was funny. The kid, the kid freaks out, and then they say that he has attention deficit, I don't know, something. It's very rare and very serious. <laughs> He yeah, he's no, he's just a douche. He's just a rich actually. douche, yeah. He actually is just a big old douchebag. Uh, <laughs> what else did I like? The projectile vomiting was good. Yeah, like I kind of, as most movies I watch, I pretty much forgot what happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say that this can this is a good lead into least favorite parts because. Like I said earlier, I didn't like how it went in so many directions, and I'll give you a few right now. One of them being that halfway through the movie, it turned into like an anti-video game movie, or like the people in the movie became anti-video game, and like they really didn't do a good job setting that up in the beginning. Like the parents were anti-video game, but then all of a sudden, like the whole town 
was anti-video game. And I get that it was because of the events that happened to the dog and the son earlier in the movie. But it just seemed very shoehorned in there with the other plot line of the kids trying to get the Nintendo 64. And then also just like the spirit of Christmas. And like, I, I it just seemed like too many... It was a little confusing because they took the anti-video game thing as, like, some parents were against video games because they said they were bad for your brain and they would give you, like, aneurysms and, like, melt your brain. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, there's one take on it. Sure, that's not true. And then there was the (laughs) other part where it was like, oh, video games lead to violence. But it wasn't like kids were beating each other up or something. It was like a TV fell on a dog and that's how we led it to violence. And it was just like, oh, so that's, like, kind of... Three different takes on that one particular yeah, storyline. Kid line. wasn't playing Duke Nukem <laughs> and he became a school shooter. Like he was. Yeah, it was like you can either have it as parents think it's going to melt your brain because I know that that was something that parents thought would happen, and then there was the side of parents that were like, "No, this will lead to like more violence amongst young children yeah. because they'll try to like fight each other or like shoot each other with these guns that they're obtaining somehow." And then <laughs> it's all because the power and then there was so trash. <laughs> that would have that would have put me in a fit of rage too i used to like try to like tear apart the controller with my bare hands because i'd be like it was their fault mm-hmm. um and then there was the part where i think there was too many failed attempts at getting the nintendo way too many there was for such a short movie yeah that's what that's why that felt so convoluted at times is because they had so many plots that got foiled and at, at a certain point you're like all right dude like fucking just like I don't know. Figure something out. Like I, I, I just, I just need like two attempts, three attempts, not seven. Like I know it was about the whole movie was about getting the Nintendo, but I really feel like it shouldn't have been. <laughs> if that makes any sense. And okay, it shouldn't have been. All for huge spoiler. The kid doesn't even actually get the Nintendo. You find yes. out at the end that he has to buy it himself. That's the whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's the bullshit. His fucking the whole thing was that his like dad loved him, and that oh, I was like oh, my dad loves me. Like I don't need the fucking Nintendo anymore. Like what? Like like what even f- in a Christmas story when all of those plot like yes. plans were foiled, like he still got the BB yes. gun. He still got the fucking BB gun. Like he's like. The old man turned around and he was like, no, man, I got you. I got you, dude. And then the girl's like, because like the whole movie is essentially based on the fact that the little girl, Neil Patrick Harris's daughter, wants a phone. And then at the very end of the movie, she goes, it's okay. I get it. I'm not getting a phone. It's about like just family. And then they pan over and Steve Zahn's dead and he's not at the table. And it's like, oh, it's about That was definitely family. their first Christmas without him. And that's. They mentioned at the beginning when the little girl's like, Christmas won't be the same this year. Yeah. And it was like, oh, ooh, fresh one. Ouchie. But (laughs) there was just, they could have made it like, the reselling plot was so, I feel like, heavy that it was like, okay, we're going to sell these wreaths. You're going to be Boy Scouts and you're going to get this prize of a nintendo which i don't remember them saying you're gonna get a nintendo i remember them just being like you're gonna get something cool so it was like obviously when you're a kid like that's what you get your hopes up for like i get that part and it was like oh shit like it wasn't a the first prize wasn't a nintendo it was actually encyclopedias and it was like oh darn gosh darn it or whatever they say 
And then the second plot was like, oh, like, we'll sell baseball cards because this little girl happens to be like a baseball card loan shark and she's gonna like get this fuck face baseball card and sell it and we're gonna get the nintendo and then it's gonna get smashed by a bus like oh darn and then we think ah oh, david cross that weird pervy guy in the the car is gonna give him the one in the trunk that he has and it's like oh darn no it's not that one either and then you think at the end when steve's on makes that treehouse overnight somehow overnight the uh, kid had no idea his dad was building a fucking treehouse in the he backyard had a lot on his mind okay? how absent-minded do you have to be as, as a person to not realize that there's a treehouse being built in your own fucking backyard i think part of it was like Remember how the kid was supposed to pick up the poop in the yard from the dog? Yeah. And he never went out to pick up the poop. He only did it that one time. I think it was the whole point of, like, the dad was like, maybe if he goes out to pick up the poop, he'll notice I'm building a fucking tree house for this little shit. But I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm diving too deep into it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> fuck, fuck the dad morality bullshit ending. I thought that was weird and not unnecessary. And then for the treehouse, the Nintendo wasn't even in there. I thought it was going to be like there's a Nintendo in there. Yeah. It's going to be fucking lit I as was balls. disappointed. <laughs> I am the person watching this movie. I am watching it through the eyes of this child. If the child is going to be disappointed, I am also going to be disappointed. Like, don't like do you that to me. You can't tell me the kid, like, finally was just like, after all that work I put in to getting the Nintendo... I thought I was going to walk out there and get the Nintendo and I got a treehouse instead and he was just totally going to be okay. Oh, yeah. sorry, what else to say? Totally. He was just going to be perfectly fine with it. Like, no big deal. It's okay. And then, like, the dad got the girl, the little sister, like a knockoff Cabbage Patch doll and he was like, I don't negotiate with terrorists. And it's like, well, you know, your son probably just became one because you didn't get him a fucking Nintendo. Yeah, you're gonna make him sit out in the fucking cold during winter, like, dude. You live in in Chicago. In Chicago, you live in fucking Illinois. Like, you, like this kid's gonna go hang out. Like, there was huge wait windows on that months. bad boy. Yeah, you gonna wait five no insulation. Wait five months to go play in that fucking thing. He's gonna want to hang. And then he gets a Nintendo in the summer. Like, oh. Okay. And the kid was like, oh, cool. Well, at least it had a trap door. And it was like, no, fuck that. Don't Ugh, settle. I know. Bullshit. <laughs> also, before we go, though, uh, fuck the pathological liar kid. Uh, he sucked. I hate him. Oh, I him. thought you were going to hate the rich douche. Oh, uh, no. We already talked about the rich douche. He was the one with ADD. He was, he was, he was an asshole. But fuck the pathological <laughs> liar kid. Although, like, his talent kind of came into play at the end. So I got, you know, like, they gave him a reason to be a pathological liar. And it kind of panned off in the end, so I can't be mad at it. But the funny, like, when they introduced him, he was like, I was just on the phone with Bon Jovi. I was like, <laughs> yeah, okay, was that okay. was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> I liked that kid. I couldn't tell if, like, they liked him or they were just like, yeah, he's there. And I think it's like a Cartman just, situation where, like, you just kind of got to hang out with him. Along. Yeah, you just hang out. Some people you just hang out with because you're, when you're a kid, because you're there. Yeah, but why there. didn't they let that, uh, that weird guy? May have. You have dirt clot fights, apparently. That's what kids do in the South. In they should have had Midwest. that little weird, uh, that weird skinny one with the glasses that used to hide behind the dumpster. Like, if they were already a little pack of misfits, why didn't they let that kid hang out with them? Well, he was a little too weird. He was like a booger eater kind of weird. So they were like, eh. Oh, please. All those kids ate boogers. Oh, all that of them ate boogers, but weird. he ate boogers like 
unabashed. Like, he ate like unashamed. other people's boogers. Yeah. <laughs> you got any other uh, least favorite parts, Brianna, before we hit the road, Jack? Yeah. Okay. The part where there's like this whole thing about losing retainers. Oh. I don't know Ooh. why it needed to be in the movie, but there's a part where the kid loses the retainer and finds it on the floor of the mall, and it was like, oh no. Yeah. That was. Like, <laughs> I feel like that situation was kind of weird because it was like a. It was double aggressive because he had lost the little sister, but then he had also lost the retainer. So it was like intense scenes back to back with no breather or break in between. So it just felt kind of weird that there was like two separate, like. Oh no, this is happening. Oh no, this is happening. Just re- immediately back to back. I didn't like that. If you ask me, the movie, despite being called 8-Bit Christmas, was pretty anti-Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, this was definitely like chicken soup for the soul or some shit produced. They were like, anti-video game, we hate Muslims. Because <laughs> like, when the kid loses retainer, his retainer and little sister, it's because he's playing the Nintendo. And the Nintendo is being super creepy, like giving major the, pedo The Nintendo is a pedophile, like, yeah. Yeah, he was like, hey man, that's how I like it. And it was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, don't understand that. Hey, Brianna, can I ask you a question though? How is it that you said you weren't scrolling on your phone and yet you sent me two Instagram messages during the movie? I sent you that after, I thought. Oh, okay. I'll look at the timestamp. Don't make me look at the fucking receipts. (laughs) And sometimes I don't have to scroll. If someone sends it to me, I just send it right to someone else. Eh, That's fair enough. That's fair enough. I'm sorry I'm so popular. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, you're uh, you're an influencer. Two of my my friends were blowing me up. Influencer. Um... (laughs) You got anything else? Um, I just have one question. What? Are we going to boycott the Golden Globes this year? Ooh. Should we? I don't know. We'll talk about it. What do you think? What do you, what do you think? I'm getting a pretty strong feeling on yes. Okay. I'm open to if it. If they don't get their shit together, which I mean, they've had almost a whole year to get their shit together. I don't know. They're doing dicking around. But I'm feeling a pretty, uh, pretty good feeling on... Most likely. All right. Now, when you say boycott, do you mean not watch or not cover? Both. Mm, okay. Yeah. Maybe keep track, though, on, like, Twitter, though. Oh, I'm definitely going to look the day after like I always do and be like, oh. Okay. oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe there might be a Golden Globes embargo. <laughs> fuck the, what are they? The, the fuck the people. The HFAPA. Yeah. Fuck the MSCPA. No. <laughs> no, that uh, hurts Melissa Etheridge too. No. Oh, fuck Melissa Etheridge. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and coming back and bearing with us. We love you so much. We appreciate it. We will be back next week. I I don't know what we're watching. We're going to be watching Hanukkah, the scary movie from <laughs> yeah, 2020. I, I don't know. It's it's up in the air right now, so it'll be a surprise for you. Um, probably like three days after it's a surprise for me. So I appreciate it. Um, we will catch you on the flippity flip. Brianna, say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye everybody. Bye beans. Bye.